0: And through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life.
1: All right, fellas, welcome back to The Longest Days of Our Lives. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Cushing, uh, joined as always by Michael and Curtis. Hello, fellas. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And uh, we have a special guest, uh, 24 Superfan,
2: Odette Shell in the house. Hello, Odette. How are you? Hi, guys. Very excited to be here. Uh, First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And um, Oded, just so, you know, what's your familiarity with 24? Uh, I mean, I watched it with you all in college where we would play the drinking game. So basically, I was sober enough to remember about three quarters of every third episode. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and if, if
1: if I recall correctly, so me and Michael probably haven't seen it in the same
2: time frame, probably
1: eight years ago. Curtis has never seen it, and you might remember five total episodes of the show.
2: It's like, it goes, it's, it's three, so one, four, <laughs> uh, eight, you know, kind of okay. goes from there. Those are the ones I got. So this one, episode three, like watching with fresh Bambi eyes. Fantastic. Well, and it was tremendous.
1: Great. Well, hopefully you don't have to see your parent get shot in front of you. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got dark quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's how the show goes. Uh, <laughs> just to remind everyone, so episode two, uh, the 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. hour, uh, Jack Bauer did some shit and mm-hmm. some shit went down. Uh, let's do a quick recap. So, um, Jack was hunting down a lead, a call from his, uh, boss, Richard Walsh, who had him meet him at a LA office building, uh, to recover a key card with confidential data on it. Uh, Jack had to get his first confirmed kills of the show. In the background, we, we saw the, the beginnings of a terrorist plot to kill Senator David Palmer. And Jack's own daughter, Kim, was kidnapped with, uh, her friend Janet. And Jack's wife, Terry, was trying to track her down. Does that? Pretty much sum everything out, fellas. Did I miss anything? And
0: Jack rips some dude's thumb off to right. get his ID. There was, yeah. was
3: some thumb game happening. Yeah. Also, that Mandy's sidekick decided she's in it for herself a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, our girl Bridget, who maybe is Mandy's uh, Mandy, the terrorist who blew the plane, might be her girlfriend.
3: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a possibility. We'll find out. There's a possibility. Yeah. Okay, they've, they've so
1: let's get, let's get into the 3 a.m. hour. No, sorry, 2 a.m. hour. I apologize. Uh, so Jack is driving through the streets of L.A., uh, speeding. He just ran a red light um, <laughs> with a man's severed thumb in his pocket. Yep. Gotta love it. And, uh, again, so Jack continues his trend of responsible driving and pulls off to the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And he didn't makes just
0: a- pull off to the side of the road, though. He, like... Pulled off the highway and into a weird, creepy neighborhood that was nowhere near anything. Was he trying to hide the thumb? I I assume. Yeah, and
3: let's not forget, ten minutes ago, this guy was was actually in a gunfight. Still, and he may still be being tracked by people with weapons. Uh, And he's just like, "No, I gotta gotta take care of this business in the car. No big deal." Right. So, what does he do in the car, though? So he pulls, he makes a phone call, and pulls out, and like (laughs) gives his number four three nine three CTU. I'm going to check make sure that's that's accurate throughout the show. He
1: gets confirmed. (laughs) And then uh, we've already established that the technology in Jack's car Mm -hmm. is well beyond space age. Uh, What does he do? He switches as he's making the
3: phone call. He goes ahead and switches that bad boy from magnetic back to optical. Yeah, uh, as you do because you got to do that. Yeah, yeah but right? what does he do with the thumb, guys? <laughs> he, <laughs> he gets a scan. With the goddamn
2: thumb. Sends <laughs> a quick fax over to CTU.
0: <laughs> they run the prints, uh, and they, but it they wasn't did. a fax. It was a. Uh, it, it was definitely went through a satellite because they made that very clear by, show by showing, showing us the flying satellite shot. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 So this is very much reminded me. So this was 2001, and it reminded me of the movie Enemy of the State, where I guess like <laughs> early 2000s, everyone was very obsessed with like satellites and them watching you and I feel like this was just like a play on oh satellites can do everything huh I wanted a
0: sat phone so bad you All can I get knew- one
2: on Amazon for like 40 bucks now
0: yeah but back in the day I was like I want one they work everywhere mm-hmm. that's when I GPS was fancy
3: right when they'd be like you have the GP you know I got you on GPS like oh my god they can track <laughs> you anywhere in the world and I had this in my phone in my car Kids got one. And they're still tracking you (laughs) all the time. Yeah, but
0: now
1: we're just okay with it. Okay, so Jack uploads. So I feel like just before we get into the meat of the episode, there's a lot that goes on in this episode that's pretty boring, Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also some batshit insane stuff. Yeah, it was Uh, very
0: high and low.
1: Yeah. yeah, I want to run through some stuff real quick, and then, you know, we can get to the meat of the episode pretty quickly. So Jack gets a call from, as he's, at, right after he hangs up on uh, the agency to <laughs> upload this thumb print, he gets a call from his wife, Terry, who shares her concerns about Kim's call from the previous episode, where the kidnappers, Rick and Dan, made her, you know, say that she was okay, and that Kim loved Terry, her mom.
0: Yeah, I was... You know, I feel bad that I called Terry the dumbest person alive last last time because apparently she's not so dumb. No. Jack ran right through it. He's like, whatever. Mm. Like, she's yeah. good. Yeah, Jack
1: <laughs> continues to minimize the threat to Kim but also kind of be very mad about it.
2: <laughs> That's why Which they almost a- got pseudo-divorced. <laughs> right. She doesn't listen to yeah. his wife. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So Jack has Terry on the line, and he gets on the phone with Alan, Janet's dad, who I've dubbed Suspicious Dad. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And oh, that was like, an excellent power play by Jack right there. Yeah. You can see he, kind of another reason that maybe they got pseudo-divorced, because he was <laughs> like, just put Alan on the phone. And then right. the thing is, Alan. And I was like, oh, <laughs> damn, Jack. He pull that yeah, dick so, out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so Jack yanks that dick out.
1: <laughs> tell, t- tells Alan and Terry to stay put with Janet's car at the furniture store. And like his reason is that it's a dangerous neighborhood. And uh, oh, in God. another in yep. another like example of twenty-four just like random happenstance to prove a point. <laughs> yes, like
3: yeah, A happened. fifty
1: thousand dollar car like races past them to pr- like yelling with oh, it people was, yelling no, out of the was car? A, it
3: was an SUV playing right. hip-hop music very loudly, yelling, uh, and then someone of an ethnic nature yelled something at them. <laughs> right. To make so it clear, a, this is a dangerous neighborhood, you guys. <laughs> yeah, so very silly. <laughs> but to be um, fair,
0: what dad would just leave knowing that their daughter has to come back to her car? Well, his like, Jackson was White, that it might be a couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm starting to think that this dude doesn't really give a shit about janet at all so are you on board with suspicious dad yeah no very suspicious
3: he's I don't an, like been acting funny right? for sure also. Yeah. there's something going on with him yeah. and i don't think they locked the furniture store up guys they no. left it unlocked again but they they did clean it up yeah but still <laughs> it's a dangerous neighborhood and it's just unlocked now and okay terry check
0: so check could- to see how much everything cost because yeah. she was bored, so
1: oh, yeah. well, women be shopping. <laughs> women be shopping. Okay, so it's twelve oh five, and uh, we sl- we cut back to two oh five. Yes. Oh, sorry, I wrote twelve. I'm like a dumb dumb. So it's two oh five, and we cut back to Mandy, uh, the terrorist who blew up the plane, and uh, Gaines, the man who paid her to steal Martin Belkin, uh, the photographer's ID, so they get their press credentials. Creepy swordfish, dude.
3: You creepy mm-hmm. swingers, dude.
1: There he is. And And um, we learn that Mandy's very entrepreneurial girlfriend, Bridget, is asking for an extra $1 million mm-hmm. and uh,
3: basically gets bitch slapped by Mandy. Oh, yeah. yes. She slapped a taste out Dead Mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She has shaken down had...
2: terrorists.
3: Yeah. That's the yeah. most
2: dangerous game. You don't want to do that. Probably not going to end well. And the whole time I'm thinking, why is there two smoking hot chicks for this plot? Why didn't the first hot chick terrorist just take the ID to the terrorists and get her million dollars? But no, Fox is like, well, we can get two hot chicks, make them lesbians, (laughs) and then have a make out every once in a while. I'm like, I I see you, Fox. Game respect game. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, I I feel
1: like this whole subplot kind of filled two needs. One, pushing the envelope. But also... Hey, we got a we got a C storyline that we really need to like extend for a little bit cuz this show is 24 hours in real time so we need some shitty
3: drama in it. She did nothing to earn a million dollars by the way. Like right. literally nothing, but no so, need that sweet money. Well, and that's yes. why she got that pimp hand. Exactly, yeah, so Mandy slaps
0: her You're just arm candy, I don't know why you're (laughs) thinking
1: Mandy slaps her real good And uh, Gaines tells Mandy to convince her And says, explain what I do Just, you know, sort of giving a hint that he's not a If we needed any more proof after, you know, he paid someone to blow up a
3: plane He's not a nice man (laughs) He's not a nice man I'm just like, what do he do, though? I need to know
0: Well, well, the we, other we'll interesting thing was Ira is so mad. He is so mad. He's screaming, he's yelling, the phone rings, and he says, what? Like, he is about to just go off on somebody. And then it clearly was his boss on the other yeah. end of the line, and it changed so fast. He's so like, oh, ans- yeah. Oh, yeah, sir. He's yeah, definitely probably.
3: answering to someone else. Oh, oh yeah. If you're okay. a terrorist, can you change your name from Ira Gaines to at least be slightly threatening? Like Bullet, bullet Gaines. <laughs> gains. <laughs> <laughs> like something.
0: My name's (laughs) Blaze. Oh, guys, speaking of names, I found out what Dan's last name was through the magic of uh, Amazon. (laughs) It is not. Through the magic of the Amazon X-ray. And it told me his last name was Mounts. Mm. Dan mounts
1: Jesus. Dan okay, mounts. Well, I might no. want nope, to call him like nope. like uh, Dan no.
0: fucking or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. like,
1: what? Well, I do want to know the name of a character who's coming up later in the episode. But I, real quick, we're going to run through the next scene, which is we cut back to the hotel room of Senator David Palmer. His wife is there with um, our intrepid Secret Service, Service agent Aaron Pierce, and uh, she wants an explanation of how they let uh, Senator David Palmer slip out the hotel room, which you can't stop a man from Houdini Houdini himself out of a room. Um, But we meet Keith, his son, or Mm -hmm. we kind of get a little more info on Keith. So we met Keith previously. He came back to the hotel room from like a youth rally. And this scene is solely to set up, which we'll learn later, that Keith is maybe a little impetuous and Mm -hmm. is willing to kind of go out doing his own thing. He tries to, he, he wants to escape the hotel room without Secret Service protection to find his dad
3: scared me a bit here um right. my first thought was oh god is keith gonna be a male kim is that what i've got in his <laughs> face his face that he made when they when they told him no immediately told me yes this is gonna be the male kim i'm gonna hate this kid so well much. Yeah, i so-
0: assume that the face was in response to aaron pierce calling him son
2: <laughs> yeah i remember that he That was sunned messed him messed up That's yeah not
0: cool. and then keith sized pierce up up and down basically like bro did you just son me yeah, but yeah. then Aaron Pierce was like, I was in Transformers, sit down.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but, a yeah, lot of so, racial
2: uh, tension in that hotel room. Yeah. Very much
1: so. So I, I feel like this is two things. One, Curtis, to your point, drives home the point that, one, in this show, your family is a massive liability. Mm-hmm. And two- Just like regular um, life. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And two, that Keith may be a bit of a hothead. You know? Foreshadowing. So, okay. Yes. Okay, so now we're at 208. We see Rick and Douche arrive at a small airport. Everything's uh,
0: COPA, guys. Don't worry oh, about it.
1: Yeah, I heard that, and my first thought was, you goddamn millennials. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was and
0: millennial before there was millennials. Right. right. This,
2: this part didn't age well. The show in, in general amazing i mean pacing the way it's shot edited wonderful this scene where it's the two douchebag kidnappers in their van and now they're playing this shitty alternative rock music and they're and the producers are like we got to make them edgier and more evil what should we have them do Uh, fire up some weed guys they're smoking weed now
0: we know these dudes are bad couple (laughs) jays what the music the music in this scene by the way Bury the evidence By a band named Tricky That's a little on the nose Right huh? on <laughs> the nose oh. to Guys it gets better I will tell you There is another song that even That is even More on the nose Coming up Don't worry okay. about it
1: Okay Well so we, we cut to Rick and Douche And okay So it's 2.08 And I just want to Say They leave Kim and Janet Janet She of the broken arm In the In the back of the van For a very long time Probably like 30 minutes Yep Um mm-hmm. And they are outside the van on the opposite side of the van, like with no view of the passenger door. And Kim makes no
0: move to escape at any point. I just want to say that very early. Well, you know, she's she's responsible for Janet at this point. True. But, you know, because she's she's the reason she got her arm broken.
1: Right, but she could also just escape and get help at any point. But uh, So we'll move past that. Janet is in very bad shape. Her arms are broken. She's been roofied. So Kim starts sowing the, the seeds of dissension between mm. uh, Rick and Douche. Rick and she
0: questions, basically questions
1: Rick's manhood. Yeah. Yeah. And Rick responds um, because he sees that Janet is in, in dire best, straits. In the best way possible. <laughs> and so to help Janet and give her medical attention, what does he do?
3: Goes to heaven, oh, Get her gives some of her that heroin, sweet, sweet horse, oh,
1: fires yeah. up some heroin. Oh yeah, fires and let me
2: tell off. you something: not a bad move, because it's not like they're going to take him to the hospital. That's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. And heroin's essentially just poor man's morphine. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of dug it. I yeah, thought it was okay. a good move.
0: My problem but, okay. with the with the heroin though was the um, the fact that she does a lot. For the rest of this episode. Right. Supposedly on heroin. (laughs) She's already been roofied as well. I have a couple initial (laughs) issues.
1: One, uh, Kim makes no fight over, hey, don't shoot my best friend up with
2: heroin. But it's
0: morphine. Yeah. That's medical. Yeah. okay. Because if if your arm was broken and you'd been roofied, you know, I'd I'd probably let you get some heroin to help you out. Which brings
1: me to point two. Uh, Rick shoots her up into her broken Mm arm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. You got to put it right into the broken. It's not a local anesthetic. You don't. You don't (laughs) need to put it right there. I need to hurt you worse before I make you feel good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, the guy's probably not a medical doctor. (laughs)
3: Right, that's fair. But (laughs) he's going to (laughs) San Diego State though. So (laughs) don't you dare besmirch that fine university.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The
1: man just wanted to surf, and he got caught up in Mm -hmm. some shit. Yeah. Okay, it's now two fifteen in the morning. Janet is high on that good, good smack, mm-hmm. and uh, we cut to Palmer, and he pulls into the parking garage of a seedy hotel. What, what goes on? What goes on in there?
3: There's some there's some wanton destruction for some reason just occurring to parked vehicles in this. Some hooligans in, in this and some lot.
0: thugs, some thuggery.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I, I wrote the word hooligan nine times, for <laughs> <this>. <laughs> one for each headlight they broke. Right. But, but Mr. Palmer decides, oh no, nay, nay, not on my watch. To talk to these guys,
1: so Seven. it's two guys smashing headlights with a with a baseball bat, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and then and then Palmer goes Pedro Serrano. He catches a baseball bat that the guy was about to hit him with, and then gives. I don't know about you guys, but I thought this was the dumbest speech. It was really condescending, and it was just I don't know. It's very indicative of well, like how people kind of treated
3: kids like that back. Correct. Fifteen years ago. <laughs> he had to get over the point that, um, there's some thuggery in my past, just so you know. So you're just gonna mess me up. And then, yeah, you kids are always asking for things, <laughs> always wanting something. <laughs> yeah, so, so that
1: line made me look up David Palmer's uh, politics on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, do because, tell. You know, just like uh, the question is, you know, he's like, oh, everyone wants to know, what are you gonna do for me? Should be asking, what are you gonna do for yourself? I was like, I guess not, uh, not. I'm on to you, Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly a, a very Democratic man. But uh, yeah, so he catches a baseball bat. and But he also reveals maybe Palmer's got a dark past because he says he understands uh, Hooligan number one's past more than he knows.
0: Well, what else has he been lying about? I mean, he already lied about his basketball skills. You know, <laughs> Maybe he lied about even having a law degree. It's true.
1: Uh, it, this did remind me of one of my favorite sort of, this happened in Point Break. Where like people who have no business like recognizing people,
3: one
2: of the thugs is like,
3: oh, I know who you are.
1: This is Duke Palmer. He's
2: running for president. Fair. Are you talking about the point break scene on the beach where the Stonehead surfers recognize Keanu Reeves as the Ohio State uh, quarterback (laughs) there? Yeah. You know I am. Doubtful. Doubtful.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think some loser kid in, in LA is going to notice a guy running for the Democratic National nomination yeah. <laughs> before it's actually time for the the general election. So yeah, yeah right.
0: There was one scene just at the end, one shot at the end of the scene where Palmer pulls, I assume, a splinter out of his right, hand. There it is. And then he puts it in his mouth and he looks at them. And all I could think was, "You made me bleed my own blood,"
1: <laughs> which Pedro Serrano would use in some
3: voodoo ritual, probably. <laughs> all I thought, Michael, was that's bad, bad upkeep. You know? You got splinters <laughs> coming out your bat? What are you doing? <laughs>
1: well, you gotta, to be fair, he was that. smashing that bat against taillights.
3: <laughs> yeah. and, and glass. A, and a and window. Okay,
1: so after that, we it's 12-17 now. We, we cut back to uh, everyone's favorite college radio station, CTU. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Jack sneaks in through an emergency exit, and I'm no
0: uh, OSHA expert, but I believe emergency exits should Sounded an alarm? It's correct. Well, and you're not supposed to be able to open them from the outside like that. Yeah. Unless he has like a secret spy key. Well, he is a secret spy. I so guess. He yeah. So he that- he was he was much spy very sneak in this episode. I mean in this scene <laughs> where he uh called Nina from basically behind a wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I so actually had a couple thoughts
2: on uh yeah. CTU industrial design that you look at this thing looks like a san francisco tech startup we got concrete floors everything's open concept i'm Mm -hmm. sure there's like free coffee and beers on the side and facebook and lounge chairs yeah exactly and yet, this is a counterterrorism organization. You gotta think that miles of classified information are flowing through here. People can't look at classified stuff on a computer
0: that everybody can see from all around. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, they need to ask for sockets to be open to even access the outside world, but they can just look at everyone's screen as they walk by. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not buying it, CTU. No. It's poor operational security.
2: Yep. Well, <laughs> we'll get into that. As the show progresses, but uh so Michael,
1: like you mentioned, Jack sneaks into the back room. He makes a uh, call to Nina Myers, who he just learned at the end of the last episode, her computer generated the key card with all the, the information. So he now suspects that she might be a dirty agent. So he makes a phone call to her to lure her away from her desk and up to his office. And in the meantime, he approaches Jamie, the uh, she of the midriff t-shirt. Who's now covered hacker.
3: up. She's yeah. got professional clothes on now. Well we'll get it. so right after this, Jack
1: makes his he's now wearing his third shirt of the day. So, yeah, he finally are on a shirt. yeah. But people important note here,
2: he takes off the shirt. He's got a giant barbed wire Thank tattoo across the bicep. What's that? Yep. Which about? led me down the Kiefer for Sutherland Jack Bauer tattoo <laughs> train on the internet. And turns out that the uh the makeup artists had a really hard time covering up all of Kiefer Sutherland's tattoos to be professional. You'll find that most of the time he has long sleeve shirts because he's got some janky ass tattoos all over his forearm. And he felt bad in the makeup room that they were spending so much time on this shit. So it's an actual barbed wire tattoo, like probably the least original tattoo a man could ever get in his life outside of maybe mom and a heart. And he's, and he was his first tattoo was supposed to be Mickey Mouse in a space helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but but he bailed at the last minute and got a Chinese symbol, <laughs> another highly original move. <laughs> and uh, and that started his tattoo uh tattoo train. Wow. Loves what Loves the a dumb, dumb
0: guy. Okay. <laughs> what okay. a
1: son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Damn, that's a lot of revelations dropped on us. I feel like that could be its own episode. Um, okay, just jack talk. Yeah, just Jack Talk. We should have inter- <laughs> interstitial episodes called Jack Talk. Okay, um, so Jack tells Jamie, the computer hacker, to look into Nina's computer. And so she's just, she just needs a
0: couple minutes alone. Uh, in the meantime, Tony... We also oh. find out that Walsh apparently was very important to Jamie for some reason. Exactly. no explanation. And, which is yeah. why he told her he
3: could trust, you know, that, that could trust Jamie.
0: But the other guy is the person who told Walsh that she could be trusted, I thought.
3: Yes. So,
1: uh, yeah, the other guy did. The guy gave, uh, Walsh the information. Uh, so we get all this sort of, uh, additional info that Walsh is a good guy, uh, because we know that Jack owes him, like, Jack owes him his life. He said that. Jack says, I know what Walsh meant to you, to Jamie. Tells Jamie that there is a mole in CTU and that it might be Nina. So Jamie goes to work. And as Jack is walking up to meet Nina in his office, Tony Almeida interrupts. With a funny line, uh, hey, did you cut yourself? <laughs> <laughs> As Jack is covered in the blood of a severed thumb. <laughs> Fucking Tony. <laughs> and, uh, Human so he ID mentioned- card. Yeah, oopsie doopsie. Um It mentioned that there's a, from the flight information that blew up, there's a red flag that there was a man in first class. on a di- We don't know who it is. Well, we know who it is. Dramatic irony. What's up? But there's something wrong with the flight manifest. So we know that. Tony's on to something.
0: Well, we also find out in the conversation between Jack and Nina that they definitely had been fucking.
3: Yeah, I was going to so say that. So
0: Curtis uh, was 100% right.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, so we had split screen spycraft going on. Right. So he's, he's distracting Nina. You can see Jamie in the background doing, doing the, the hacking into Nina's computer, which was great. Uh, great use of split screen. And then obviously, you know, Jamie always needs one more minute. Everybody always needs one more minute when you're trying to distract them. Right. Yep. And so to ask the, the one question he needs to get her to stay in the room, it's, Hey, have you and Tony been fucking? And then that yes. leads to a confirmation of Nina and Jack been fucking. And I'm so happy it got confirmed.
0: Oh, yeah. But he's very quick. To say to anyone else, that it was when my, me and my wife were, were separated.
2: They were on a break. We were on a
3: break. <laughs> I definitely yeah. wasn't fucking. How I long have this been break bucking. was? I'm excited to see how long this break actually two, was. Two and a half days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we we could figure it out because I was thinking about this earlier, um, and the, you know this is on the day of the California primary, which was March seventh, two thousand. Okay, so we learned that Jack and Nina were later in the episode. We learned that Jack and Nina were at least
0: fucking on January fourteenth, Santa Barbara. Yeah, they were right. So it's wine country. (laughs) So it's been two months
1: (laughs) at least. Romantic. Okay, so that also
0: brought up some interesting other timeline stuff, though, because the Iowa caucus in two thousand was on the twenty fourth of January. People were breaking in for information on Palmer on the 14th of January. So 10 days before the Iowa caucus even happened, they were plotting to kill this man. Mm-hmm. They hadn't even had a single primary or caucus yet, and they had already decided that
3: he needed to die. With a million-dollar ID Yeah, to be used. That's a, a lot of cash. Right. That's two million-dollar That's intense. We'll, we'll get into that.
1: Speaking of million dollars, we cut back to Bridget and Mandy. Mandy, uh, who, they apparently haven't spoken in 20 minutes because we, we get the <laughs> beginning of their conversation about, hey, you really need to give up this ID. Uh, maybe they were just
0: fucking before that. We
1: don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so Bridget makes a pretty good point. Says, um, they hired you to blow up a plane. Money does not mean anything to
0: these people, which uh, not
3: a I bad don't, point. got to be true. But yeah.
0: not really. I mean. Because th- th- why are they doing all this? I can only assume that they would pay a million dollars for this ID if they were getting paid, say, five million dollars to do something else. Well, Mandy's and line so was perfect, right? So you're cutting their profit. So Mandy says well, it's essentially just not, these people don't care about money.
2: When people are willing to kill 400 innocent civilians <laughs> and then say, oh, screw you. I want, I'm reneging on our deal and I want more money.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> An extra million well,
0: bucks. The other interesting music choice I was going to tell you guys about was the, the name of the song that's playing while Mandy and Bridget are having their little conversation is called Autonomy. Hmm. Wow. That's an
1: interesting one because, I, I mean, did anyone else get a bad feeling for between Bridget and Mandy? Because
3: Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I said immediately when she was saying, okay, we'll do it. your way." I was like, oh, Bridget did. Yeah. yeah. Bridget real did. So Mandy, we think that Mandy betrayed her, right?
0: Yeah. Like she had to have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So
1: Mandy says she's gonna go talk to Gaines alone. They like they come to an agreement. Uh, she says that hey, okay, Bridget, we'll do it your way. But then she goes to talk to Gaines alone to set it up, and Bridget says, "Oh, you're always looking out for me."
2: And at that point, I had a bad feeling. I'll yeah. say that she's not long for this world. Yeah. But we did get another lesbian kiss. Yeah. So, so that, that was okay. Okay. so we so we know they've been fucking. That's been yeah, confirmed. He, hello, um, Fox. Everybody been fucking.
1: Okay, so um, guys, I've seen Train Spotting. Um, so oh God, I have,
3: I have not. Just gonna. Put it
1: on. Well, I'm not gonna spoil Train Spotting. Other than that, when people do heroin, they don't typically wake up in 20 minutes and are ready yeah. to just like
0: go to town. Um, I did a little research on this. I tried to because I've Google's never done Very <laughs>
1: non-explicit on what can you do on heroin. Which well, I guess it is did fine. say
0: it did say that the the peak high happens within it can happen pretty quickly but that it lasts for like the effects last for like two to four hours right but 20 minutes later janet is up and ready to oh game. yeah she's booking it she's yeah. running she's ready, yeah. ready, ready it's to escape run time run it. yeah. escape from the rape fan
3: so they make they, they, they make sure that that numb nuts and dipshit aren't aren't looking and run across a runway and somehow while janet is high on that sweet sweet horse the only person who falls down in this escape attempt is goddamn Kim, and I just don't understand how she's a human being. Well, that was one of the <laughs> things. That
0: was one of the things that made me think that okay, maybe Janet is kind of fucked up because that plane was coming right at her and she did not even react. Didn't give a fuck. No. So maybe she was just kind of like fuck on heroin. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I mean, maybe. But, also, okay. why did they just Leroy Jenkins at a plane? Like I thought, maybe they were gonna ch- like try and like use the cover of the plane noise to like run behind it or something, but they just For ran the straight. Or the cover of the van. Plan. Like
1: they're, again, like I mentioned earlier, Rick and Dan were not looking at them and no. we were like actively getting high, and like they just ran in the bad dudes. Like, they literally ran in the one direction they could have been seen this is and a Kim well lit by this is the uh, Kim plan by the yeah. lights of that airplane. And then exactly. they
3: don't go in the obvious place you should go, which is the control tower. Where people right. could call the authorities immediately. They right. keep running so, past everything. Exactly. And yet
2: so, they still manage to escape.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna skip over a scene between Jack and Jamie. It's basically basically just confirms that they all been fucking and Jack may or may not have oh, passed wh- Nina uh
3: like covert information. One part about uh, this scene, coach, one part about this scene. Yeah. So they come back and say that the man whose thumb he stole in episode two, which we of course that'll <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Comes back <laughs> negative on every database they have, so this person must not exist, which means they don't understand how thumbprints work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the was, this man either I've never doesn't have exi- goddamn thumbprint taken, <laughs> The man was either, as he
1: said, he, this man either doesn't exist, or his identity's been erased from the database. So I was like, well, fella, it's probably number two, because I sent you a very explicit thumb scan. <laughs> he <Idiot>. definitely existed. <laughs> Okay, well,
0: they also say they also say the word socket. So I wrote socket drink just because good point. That is a drinking drinking game rule. Um,
1: Okay, so we cut to commercial break. We come back. Janet and Kim have somehow stumbled into like a very seedy warehouse district on the edge of this uh, airport rather than running into the control tower and asking for help. And uh, they... Interrupt a local entrepreneur conducting a business <laughs> transaction. hmm
2: <laughs> Yep. Yeah. We had a gay prostitute who was performing fellatio on a local businessman. For 50 and, bucks. Yeah. So, $50, it seems both at the same time way too high and way too low
0: for guaranteed herpes, <laughs> but also a blowjob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean- Fifty dollars seems like a lot for to a blowy, for yeah. well for a blowy like behind a dumpster like right you're you're, you're not in even trash juice right. Like,
1: Michael, did if you if happen to like catch a... the uh, the male prostitute's name from Amazon X-ray? Because I couldn't I couldn't catch his name. Did not.
0: Oh no, I didn't. Damn,
1: well we do know that he has a heart of gold Oh yeah, Cooker with a heart of gold Yeah, because <laughs> he, um, he hides Kim and Janet And then misdirects Rick and Dan But then he shakes them down for all their money and jewelry And then lets them kind of just
0: wander away Yeah, well, So maybe a heart of copper Yeah, I mean that's yeah. to pay him pay him back for not getting his 50 bucks I
3: love sure. he asks, is this, is this real? I'm like, that's definitely costume jewelry But go ahead and take it brother I'm Although,
0: to be fair, he should have demanded at least something from the guy who, who buttoned up and walked away. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, maybe not $50 worth, but it's at least like 10 or 15 bucks.
3: Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, he got blown. Yeah. He didn't finish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worth something. On, man. I mean, guys, that was the <laughs> transaction unfinished. I mean, if, you don't get
0: payment up front for, oh, did you give me a half a blowjob? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying he did some work. Just You're because pay- the work wasn't completed. You pay for half a lap dance, bro. Right. You, you mean, normally pay, like, when you yeah. have a contractor, you pay 50% up front and then 50% at
3: completion.
2: So you feel like he was shirked out of $25. Yeah. yeah. For the mouth sex.
3: Right. There was yeah. a dick in his mouth. I right. Mean, you gotta pay for that. Mm. You don't just get that for free
0: behind a dumpster by an airport. Uh, you've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, I wasn't into it, but yeah. <laughs>
2: From now on, guys, street blowjobs for male prostitutes. Get your twenty-five dollars first. Yeah. Twenty-five dollars when you're done. It's fair for everyone. Yeah,
1: yeah that's that's a, a nice economy we got going on. Okay, mm-hmm. so now it's two thirty-five <laughs> in the morning. We cut back to uh David Palmer in the parking garage. And uh we learn a few things, huh?
0: Check out
3: real yeah. real real quick. Yeah.
0: Carl is Pretty sleazy. He's, yeah, so uh, we meet
1: we meet Carl, the politi- political operative that uh, David Palmer had called from the hotel
0: room in to uh, you know figure things out.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, and we also
0: find out that the or the uh, I guess controversy with Marine Kingsley has nothing really to do with Palmer himself. Michael, who is uh, Marine Kingsley? Marine Kingsley is the reporter who called Palmer and um, basically said she was going to run a story. Uh, we heard only Palmer's end of the conversation. He said, uh, if you run this story, and then kind of stopped, and then the conversation ended. So all we knew up to this point was that Marine Kingsley had some juicy dirt on Palmer. And so we were thinking that it was Palmer had done something, maybe had an affair, maybe didn't pay his housekeeper's taxes or whatever people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns whatever out, rich
1: people get up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Turns out Palmer's daughter... Nicole. had been raped mm-hmm. yeah, by a man who later ended up dead by falling out of a window. He fell. But yeah. he didn't really fall. According to Maureen Kingsley, he was pushed. And Carl says, so he was pushed. Who Big cares? Deal. Who cares?
3: <laughs> and Palmer, <laughs> says,
1: Palmer says, it was Keith.
3: Which she is says the, it was Keith.
1: Yeah. So Palmer says, Maureen Kingsley says it was Keith. And that kind of is the payoff of the scene we got earlier, that Keith... A little headstrong, willing to do whatever it takes and not really, he doesn't really understand the, the big picture.
3: I'm also on Keith's side, 100%. Yeah, I went from thinking Keith was the next cam to, Keith is awesome. That's what I yeah, have no. in my notes. Keith is, Keith yeah. is the man. So I, I hope he threw Keith him out fan. the window. Yeah. plays
2: by his own set of rules. Somebody rapes your sister. You,
3: you, you, get, it. you get it done. Yeah, yeah. You throw him out the window.
2: I think I, Jack I, would appreciate that. I think he was I, kind.
3: I, I think we all know Jack would appreciate it. <laughs> he was As he was one kind. man who plays yeah. by his own set of rules to another. To just push a guy out the window for that is kind, really. It could be far—it should be far worse. Keith was giving—doing him a service.
2: Had that blackmailing gone on in this election here, that would have won the election for the candidate. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, your family member just has vigilante justice running through their blood. One, they automatically get to run the FBI. And two, you get to be president. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we cut
1: back to Kim and Janet. Janet is very alert for being on heroin. Yes. Like yes. just she she's got her wits about her. Um so they they stumble into uh our hooker with the harder golds uh hovel and he's <laughs> not <laughs> his space. Yeah. He's
0: not interested hey, in
1: helping them. Hey,
0: you're in my space.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they ask for help and he basically just kicks them out and makes well, some comments. Well, we find about out
0: this. that Kim has $500 jeans apparently and yeah. uh how, and buck 50 kicks on on Jack's CTU salary. I don't
3: believe it.
1: Yeah, your dad's a simple man.
3: I mean, she's got this fancy Girl Scout shirt on, so I don't know. You know, I I thought sex workers had a a discerning eye for things, but apparently this
1: guy just dramatically overestimates things. But he is handing out fifty dollars blowjobs, so maybe he doesn't know what he's talking
0: about. And Kim gives just a really moving speech. You know, it's moving because there's just very dramatic music playing in the background, and you think, you know what? She's gonna get to this guy. She's gonna,
3: she's gonna make
0: headway into his heart. And he basically says, uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. Welcome to the neighborhood.
3: Yeah. yeah. Sorry Heart about your cupper. life. You know, mm-hmm. sorry about your yeah. life, your, your daddy in the Hollywood Hills. You know, you never worked for anything in your life. Get the fuck away from me.
2: Right. Yeah. I am stuck giving blowjobs to
0: dudes in trash water. And not even giving my 25 bucks. Up front. Right.
3: Oh.
1: To be fair, he did steal like 150 bucks from Kim, though. I mean, that, that that's what it appeared to me.
3: It, it was hard to Street tell. Rules. It could have just been... Singles. Could it be like, could it be like forty bucks or four bucks. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you don't know that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Fair enough. So now it's two forty-five in the morning. We cut back to CTU, and Jack confronts Nina as the mole. He he tells her his suspicions. He throws her around a little bit and says, "Who are you working for?" the 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 card came from your computer.
3: Yeah, he got serious real quick, and uh, you know, Nina's looking him in the eye as a woman who has been fucked. <laughs> and and, 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 is, and is and is telling her him that it's not true, Jack. You know me. Is What her eyes are saying. How yeah. dare and you? How I, and dare I you? And I can't me?
1: believe you think I did it. Yeah. Is what yeah. Oh,
3: said.
0: she hits him. She hits him with that guilt trip at yeah. the end. Like I didn't do it, and I can't believe you would even think it was me.
2: Yeah, Yeah. But, I mean, the evidence is on her computer So I think you can believe it And it's worth a conversation It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, the file came from Nina's computer Ah, but she couldn't have done
0: it I mean, he did try to say she couldn't have done it to Jamie Because she was like, hey, it couldn't have been her Because we've been fucking And Jamie's like, yeah, but, you know, you've been fucking So she could have just stolen all your shit To be fair, Jamie does say that (laughs) Right. <laughs> Pretty and explicitly. Like, yeah. And then he basically goes, oh,
3: you're right. She could have stolen all of my shit while we right. were fucking. I feel like if you work at the CIA, if someone says that one of your coworkers may have lied to you, you should believe it immediately because you're spies. It's literally what you're trained to do. Yeah. We also the recruit without <laughs> <Al> Pacino. <laughs> and
0: we already know that Nina's a good liar. So, like, he had to put a little extra pressure on her. She's not just going to roll over if it's her. Exactly. So he gets a little rough with her.
2: and then not we, the f- not, not the last time. Jack will get rough in an interrogation. Yeah.
3: no. Excited now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler alert, Curtis. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Just uh, in case you couldn't tell by Jack I cutting will, thumbs I will off say. People. I will say this. I will say this. I was surprised at how calm Jack was during this whole thing. From what I had heard over the years, I expected Mr. Jack Bauer to be a twisting murder storm who would have walked in the CTU and shot Nina right in the fucking forehead and been like, she was a mole. Well, yeah, I that's season
2: Wait for six it is. <laughs> I mean like not having watched this for years. The season 1 is just perfectly paced. I mean like there's a sense of urgency, but man, things aren't going crazy at all times. So like okay, we're going to get the job done. Uh we're, sh- we're we're shooting back and forth here. Things are happening, but then we're taking time to talk through them and figure them out. It's just a perfect show. Yeah, really, really I mean, aside from it.
0: the whole shooting his boss with a Trank gun that's in the first episode, but... Hey, what sometimes
3: you, yeah. you gotta get the job done. But he had just to speaking, go yeah. to the locker, open the briefcase, and get the Trank gun. It wasn't just available <laughs> yeah. to him immediately. And let like, put true. it in his
2: Trapper Keeper. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: so speaking of getting the job done, uh, we, we jump back to Gaines, and uh, he has agreed to Bridget's terms, and they show a million dollars being transferred to her account. And uh, Mandy says that they'll, uh, Mandy and Bridget say they'll take gains to get the ID, So, but they won't take an extra bodyguard, so they leave. We cut back to the warehouse. Uh, Dan is walking through the space and says, I know you're here. I can smell your perfume, which seems like an odd thing to say in a male sex dungeon.
3: <laughs> yeah, it got,
0: <laughs> it got a little weird and kind of like creepy thriller horror movie-ish where they're like hiding from the killer and Dan's. Your shadow.
3: You see a yeah. shadow.
0: <laughs> and the other the other thing, I don't know if you guys caught this little exchange between Kim and Janet. Uh Kim says to Janet, How's your arm? And Janet says, It's okay if I don't move it. And Kim responds Don't move it. Well then don't move it. <laughs> the perfect like, dad joke. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Kim, like, thanks. Did Kim? Did Kim just like ad lib this? She was like, "Guys, I got this really good thing I'm going to say." My only note on that here. was dad
1: jokes on point,
0: right?
2: <laughs> so she's hap- also 17 minutes into shooting up heroin, so she could just have to speak really clearly to <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so what happened <laughs> next? Don't
0: move it. Uh, so what next? Kim. Kim thinks that creepy greasy guy in an alley uh, might pimp? help them. Yeah. Creepo. Pimp. I mean. Why wouldn't he want to help these young girls? (laughs) Because running into super
2: sketchy people (laughs) in really questionable parts of Los Angeles at 2.45 in the morning, it just screams, willing to help innocent young girls. And they don't
0: even ask for the phone first. Her first thing is, like, drive us somewhere. Get us out of here. Yeah, just get in the car because that's not how you got in this trouble in the first place, kidnapped part two coming up.
1: (laughs) They didn't didn't have Uber back then.
0: They they eventually
1: ask this guy for his phone. He starts to pull it out, but then he gets uppity with Janet. And then out of nowhere, our uh, nameless um, sex worker comes out of nowhere with a two by four and smashes the guy over the head and somehow doesn't knock him out cuz that's how tv he works. He
3: does have a heart of gold though. He, he's got he's After got all, arms of tweed. He can't he really, really have the arm power to knock this guy out.
0: Cuz then he got his ass oh, yeah. kicked. Yeah. By he hit that the guy dude. twice with a 2 by 4 and then the guy was just like, "Why why did you hit me?" And then he beat the shit out of him. And the right. girls
2: just look at this instead yeah. of running away, right?
1: Yeah. And then in the my favorite part, well, you know, it's hard to watch, but uh so the girls were running, the guy's getting his ass kicked, then Rick and Dan kind of stumble upon the scene, and they're like, oh, no, no, we're cool, don't
0: worry about us. And the guy's just like,
1: ah! So, but yeah, he's, the guy freaks out, and they like kind of skirt past him, and then without missing a beat, that man goes back to just beating the shit out of the guy.
0: <laughs> he had a mission to finish,
3: right? Yeah, he was going to finish tonight. Yeah. He didn't get paid anyone to finish it up. <laughs> So now it's 2.53,
1: we get back to CTU. Tony gets a CTU internal memo that Richard Walsh, the guy who Jack met at the Dunlop building and got the the key card from, is dead. He tells Jamie this and asks for more information, and Jamie kind of blows him off. So Tony says, hey, I'll look into it myself.
0: And open a socket for me. Open a socket. <laughs> I'll look into it myself. Uh, he also a, walks over her computer while she's clearly working on something and just starts typing in it.
3: Like, <laughs> look. Uh, like, yeah, yeah that's and, something you can totally do. And he shows like, she's a bad actress as well, right? Because she's like, oh, that's terrible. Right. And uh, the reason, so this is big for
1: two reasons. Uh, one, Tony knows where Jack was because he had the transcription of the call from the The second episode so jack he knows that jack met walsh at that building so he's kind of on he's on the hunt for jack at this point
0: yeah he clearly thinks that jack has something to do with walsh's death which i mean he's not entirely wrong he was there for it but uh yeah tony tony thinks he's a bad guy right now yeah and yet he
2: has the soul patch which mm -hmm.
0: makes you think tony has to be evil
2: right Also, Open
0: a Socket is
1: a drink for the drinking game for everyone playing along at home. So if you're listening, you better slam a beer right now. Um, So we move forward. Jack and Nina are up in Jack's office. Jack is calling Jamie and realizes that she's close to cracking the key card with all the information on it. So getting close there. Gaines, Mandy, and Bridget are driving to get the card. And uh, what happens next? Mandy Bridget digs up the card, hands it to Gaines. Ooh,
0: they, they, hold hold hands. Hands. They, hold they hold hands. They hold hands all, all, all sappy like, Elwood then, then Louis style. And then yeah.
3: you, you hear a shot ring out. Oh yeah! In the air, down goes Bridget.
2: Yeah, killed by a sniper's bullet. So I yeah. think now the
3: the part I didn't get is that
2: sniper was set up and knew exactly where the key card was going to be, and and he it takes a while a, to get that shot. He was following and,
1: behind on a dirt bike point. It takes to, a, while it still that takes shot takes a up. long time. Yeah, you had to follow
0: it. them. Yeah, you had to follow them up, and then find a high spot based on an area he had no, didn't know anything about. Because he was
2: ahead of them. Yeah, I wasn't buying that. No, mm-hmm.
0: poor no. setup. Poor he's setup. He's just
2: that good. The
1: first and only plot hole in twenty four. We found it. <laughs> We, we it's discovered. a good thing.
3: It's
0: a good thing. It's the only one that ever happens. Throughout okay, the history that's fine then. I don't have to look for anymore. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No. no good.
1: Yeah. Curtis, you are off the hook. Don't even worry. Just you know, <laughs> you can watch without notes from now on. Okay. So it's two fifty-six in the morning. So we finally get. Jamie has cracked the key card, and she's going through it. And Nina's off the hook because um, Jamie uncovers that someone hacked into her system and spent you know a certain amount of time on January fourteenth. Which uh, is the date that Jack and Nina were uh, off
3: in Santa Barbara fucking, huh? They was fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking care of
2: business. But, I mean, Nina could have just given her login information to somebody else, and then they could have done it to her computer when she was gone.
3: I'm not done with Nina. No, okay. I, I, me neither. I don't know. I mean, Nina's hair is horrible, as we discussed, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the more I look at Jamie, she's got bangs. I just, I don't, I don't <laughs> trust bangs. It was a different time, man. And I don't yeah. know.
0: You're right. Right. So you can't trust Nina's hair. You can't trust Jamie's bangs. You can't trust Tony's soul patch. No. Or and, Jack's and mullet. You can't trust and, Jack's, and can't trust Jack's mullet or his tattoos.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of shady characters. And Nina asked Jack, how could you? Looking at those tats and mullets. So, I mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, Nina, I have a Chinese character tattoo on my body. I have a barbed wire tattoo on my bicep. You should never believe anything I say. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: clearly have seen those.
1: Yeah, and speaking we were of not believing anything Jack says, Tony makes a phone call to someone I presumably at Division and says Jack Bauer needs to be relieved of his command.
3: <sighs> Fuck you, Tony.
1: Yeah. Fuck not you, cool, Tony. I mean, if you were in his spot, would you do anything different? If you knew that your boss had been at the location of killing
0: his boss? I feel like there's a way to go about that that doesn't involve just calling the guy and being like, he needs to be relieved. I feel like there's some evidence you could have collected, and there has to be procedures for this, right?
3: Yeah, presumably. Step one is snitching, you know? It's never (laughs) snitching.
0: But, you know, snitch he does.
1: And uh, so we finally get to, it's now 10 to 15 minutes after Kim and
0: Janet escape with a
3: cell phone. (laughs) They're on the move. Yeah, Yeah, they've been running
0: for like 15 minutes straight.
1: So they've been running for 10 to 15 minutes, and their first phone call is to
0: Terry, not to 911. Or her freaking dad, who works for CTU, and could probably pinpoint them with a freaking satellite. Right, but it's to Terry who's useless. Yeah, um, absolutely useless.
2: And that's the only call they make.
0: Yes. Only call they make. <laughs> We're like, not all right, guys, I can't. problem we solved. Did it. We, did we it.
2: called my mom. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
3: no big deal, guys. Nail got it.
1: Not to nine one one. Not to her counterterrorism agent father. After fifteen minutes. Because you just, can't use
0: the phone, they're, they're safe. You don't want to. You have to pull off to the road, off the road to make a phone call. You right, can't do yeah. you, while you're running. You can't like, like guess what?
2: In taken, when all those crazy kidnappers came into that house, the phone call that she made from under the bed was not to her worthless mother no. or to the dentist dad that she married. It was to Liam Neeson, yeah, and yeah. we all know how that ended.
1: Yeah, that's who you want to call. Mm-hmm. Um, so Terry. Does the sensible thing and calls nine one one as he would do and tells the police where the girls are. And um, as that phone call ends, because they have to run because Rick and douche are right behind them, they're running through the street or down an alley into the street. And uh, Janet gets wrecked by a car. But
0: why what does it? Kim stop running and turn around? Because she cares for her friend. No, I'm saying why does she stop running and look at? Rick, Rick and, douche. and douche running at them. She's just like, oh, they're running at us! And Janet's like, uh, let's keep going. Yeah, I'm the on girl heroin on heroin. It's like, guys,
2: it. let's pick up yeah. the pace.
0: Yeah, and, and she, she get yeah, hit she by a Z twenty eight. It was like yeah. either that or Pontiac Firebird. And like, fire and like every
2: driver in a Z twenty eight, they just drove left. off, hit yeah. and run. So
1: the the driver hits Janet very badly, but like somehow stops on a dime after hitting her, <laughs> and, and then like sees Kim and drives off, and um. Curtis, your wife is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend after, like, if you were a a bystander and saw like your best friend get hit by a car, would you run up to your friend and just like shake
3: her head back and forth? <laughs> not a not a smart move. Um, they kind of want you to keep the old head and neck uh, immobile as much as possible when that kind of thing happens. But this is Kim we're talking about. She's going to do the worst she, thing possible. She has the absolute worst screaming cry. Like
0: it was just like a it was like a baby lamb. It was like Noo! no, no, <laughs> <laughs> a, a Kim cry <laughs> again. Not not the
1: worst thing Kim will get up to in this season. That's all I'll well, say about that. That'd be close. Yeah. Um, so Rick and Dan grab Kim. They Kim yell at her a bunch, and she's
0: she's Kimnap two mm-hmm.
3: And then
1: but what happens? What happens next?
3: Janet
0: oh. is a. F- fucking terminator jesus
3: christ i was like her eyes just
0: open like a like she's fucking mike myers in halloween with the audible gasp too <gasps> yeah. oh yeah <gasps> so, so now it's 3 a.m janet is alive
3: Still on heroin and roofies yeah. and,
0: and hit think, by a car do you think yeah. the heroin saved her life though
3: probably because she it was felt the okay com- I, right. let's not forget guys she was roofied at twelve thirty. That shit doesn't wear off either for that long So She's had a rough night (laughs) She's on a
0: great cocktail of at least a beer and a half Some roofies And uh, a nice shot of heroin I feel like at this point Janet could have lost the arm And just would be like walking around Just just ripping people's throats out She's totally fine (laughs) That's true Janet at some point Should have just turned around and just fought them Yeah
3: Well she was on PCP (laughs) That's
2: true But ancient armies, they would load up on uh, on red wine. The Romans or the Vikings would take a ton of drugs. She's just tapping into her inner warrior. Mm-hmm. So it's now three a.m. We we
1: had a lot of revelations in this episode,
3: man,
1: guys. So who do we think the mole is? We know there's a mole in CTU. We we you know there yeah. there are some interconnected plots going on. What's what do you yeah, guys Curtis, feeling? So
0: the I guess in episode one you thought it was Tony. Tony. Episode two, you went with Jamie. Jamie. Now, episode three, who is it?
3: I am still with Jamie or an agent we haven't met yet. Okay. Hmm. And uh, I just, I don't, it's, it's, it's not just the bangs, right?
2: <laughs> it's one, a big part of it, though.
3: One should change into those professional clothes. I had no idea when that happened. You know, what's going on there? People change um, clothes, man. What happens? I don't they don't think so. They don't, Speaking they of they Jack, yes, or Jack kiss. changes clothes all They time. don't shit or clothes. piss, but they change clothes.
0: Yeah. He put on a very professional black button down, and he left. He made sure to leave the top two buttons undone, though, so you could <laughs> see a little bit of chest. <laughs> uh, here's another question. Um, over,
1: under, on number of episodes before Jack changes his shirt again. Three. We've had 3. one.
0: 3.5. This is his third shirt of the show, and he's yeah. we're at episode three. So I think he's
2: trying trip. to find the right one.
0: Yeah, I think he's settled on a he's settled on something good until he gets blood on it. I think
1: I will. I I, I there's one thing I noticed in the show that we didn't touch on uh, that I re- want to rewind to. So when Jack asked Jamie to crack into the key card, you know, related to Palmer, he knew he said that Palmer's day starts at six a.m. Yep, and so she needed to have it done by then. So we got a couple more hours between Jack and Palmer's days intersecting.
2: Curtis, what are you expecting from that? dead, what are you expecting from that? I mean, watching this sober has been a real game changer for me. I can appreciate the finer points. I think we're going to see a lot more violence. We're going to get something going on with this uh, Kim thing, find out why she was kidnapped. And I think that Jack and Palmer are going to start to develop. A professional relationship. I'm pumped. Okay.
3: I feel Do like we
0: think Jack kills anyone in the next episode?
3: I think Jack's going to murder at least three people in the next two episodes. Um wow. I don't think
0: it's murder if it's self-defense. You are
3: correct. My, my <laughs> fault. You're right. He's going to willfully slay. Uh, <laughs> people who had that's, it coming. They had it coming.
1: Willfully slay and murder are pretty close, <laughs> legally speaking. <laughs> fine. 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 Okay, fine. He's going to
3: <laughs> justifiably slay.
1: Now we're talking. Three people. All right.
3: And I think that we what we've got here is in Palmer and Jack are two bighorn rams lining up for each other. They're on the same side, but they still do things so whole you know wholeheartedly. I think they're just gonna ram up a couple times. They agreements. also they also both have
1: it. they also they have kid problems. Yeah, and family problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I think you're two, you're two sides of the same coin. I, I'm excited about it. Okay, um, see what happens.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to see where this season goes, because I feel like there's a couple characters that we've glossed over already. Like, they seem to fit into the background, but I have a feeling they're going to come back, and we can
0: build into that as we go along.
3: Yeah, Carl's going to call Palmer back, and it's an hour from um, that midpoint, so we're going to see what happens with Carl. I'm excited about that next episode. That's
0: true. It's true. He did say, I'll call you in an hour. Yep. Mm -hmm. As we all know, this show works like clockwork.
3: So, (laughs) As that (laughs) beautiful intro tells me every time. I love it. They keep somewhere. the trains running. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, guys, that was uh, episode three of season one of 24. That was, I, I, it was a solid episode. It had some had some downs, but had some pretty good ups.
0: Yeah, so, I, I giggled a lot when Janet got hit by a car. I'm not going to lie. You're
1: a monstrous human being. <laughs> I was hoping it was Kim. Uh, yeah. right <laughs> Janet,
3: but, you know, Janet's been through it. Janet's had a night. Uh-huh. Let's just say. Yeah. Oh,
2: This show is so enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a real uh, you, delight. There's so many things that happen to the people immediately connected to Jack and his family. Jack has the longest day of his life, but the people who are friends with Kim and Jack just have the worst days of their lives. Yeah. Well, speaking of days of our
1: lives, um, this show is called The Longest Days of Our Lives. And uh, I want to thank you all for joining us for episode three. But we have some big news. We recently launched a, a website goodbuddymedia.com, which hosts this show as well as a current event show that Michael and I do called uh, Trends in Low Places. And we, uh, we're we starting to get some traction behind the show. Uh, Curtis, why don't, you, why
3: don't you tell people how they can help us out? Uh, if you want to help us out, uh, go ahead and subscribe on your app of choice, whether it be Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music, uh, or Podcast Addict. Do that. Rate us. Subscribe to that. And let's get our numbers up a little bit, and we can continue to do this stuff for you guys. Uh, We have fun doing it. We want to do it for you. And we'll see how it goes moving forward. Yeah, it sounds so silly, but um,
1: on iTunes, a big thing for new shows is early ratings and uh, reviews. So, you know, please go to the page, subscribe to us, leave us a rating, and definitely leave us a review. Um, It's one of the most important things for new shows. So if you're enjoying us, uh, if you just want to help us out, we would totally appreciate it. And we cannot wait to see you guys for... uh, Hour four. Yeah. So that was uh, episode three of The Longest Days of Our Lives. Uh, Guys, thanks for joining me. Did you all have a good time? Had a blast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. Fellas, Michael, Curtis, or Dad, uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next week for hour four. Okay. Have a great night or a great day. Toodles.